GainesvilleMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of attack major gaming news. The GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of the Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grim, and with me, remotely, in the satellite locations of GameZilla Media, we have my producers, the Deadite Knight, for a few more episodes, and Player One, Miggy. We'll be here forever. Forever <laughs> and ever. How's it going, guys? Just, just trying to savor the last few moments of my fleeting dignity. <laughs> No, never mind. That was gone years ago. We're good. I, I say, I've, I've had so many people like reach out to me privately, text message saying, "Hey, um, yeah, how do we make this happen? How's it going so far?" We like people making sure they want to know like what the goal is, where we're at in the goal, so they can figure out how much they need to contribute to make sure that you have to go through with this. Yeah, for anyone who isn't in the know. Grim and I made an agreement like a year ago that if he were to give me an Xbox Series X, I would set up my gamer tag to be the name Butterboy based <laughs> off a prank that my wife played on me. Um, you know, it's so good. Eight years ago or whatever, I came with the Deadite Night. Super cool. I like Evil Dead. I'm like, yeah, that's me. No, but me a nice soft artery clogged butter boy soon <laughs> did you think when, when when this idea was was brought you know brought up a year ago on the show did you think it was going to ride this long did you think that here on the eve of of next gen that we would still be talking about this did you think we were you know we're gonna forget about it did you think it I had legs like, do you think it had strong enough legs so one of two things i thought was gonna happen one Grim would decide, no, nah, I don't really want to follow through with this. And he would intentionally kill it or true because, because Grim is a very tenacious person that if he wanted to make it happen, there was no stopping him. I appreciate <laughs> you putting no, it. I appreciate you putting it so nicely. <laughs> like Those are like the two aspects of Grim. It's like, nope, no, thank you. And just, just doesn't want to do it. And then it goes away. Or like, this is what I want to do. I'm putting energy into this and then it will manifest. So <laughs> um, we're, we're seeing how the, how the manifestation is going. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think the community helped so much with this, right? Is that I thought, I think it was funny. It, it, I had, I enjoyed the story a ton. Um, I like hearing when, 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 um, Ethan's or, or Deadite's wife there uh, plays plays a prank on him. It's always a good time. So, but then when people like jumped on board with like the gag, I was like, wow, this definitely has legs, you know. Like, and then when and then like week after week, people are like, how's it going with Butterboy? And I was like, this isn't dying. Like, this is not slowing down. And then you know, I think initially the idea here was is that I wasn't a streamer <laughs> when we started this concept, right? So, like, coming up with the extra funds to make it happen would have been, we would have had to, I would have had to figure it out, you know, I had to sell some plasma or something. And instead, I've I've been supported by my community to make things come true. So, you know, like, being able to get a new monitor, new tech for my stream, or being able to get a system for a good friend of mine and and make them a better brand than they already are, right? Make them famous. Like, this isn't just a gag. This isn't just a joke. This is me creating the next Shroud, creating the next Tim the Tatman. Like, I am the best esports agent in the world, and you will all know and see when Butterboy just explodes onto the scene. You, you just want me to be able to more often be in your stream as your sidekick. That's what you want. That's what this is about. I mean, let's be honest. You guys have known me for a long time and, and dead. De you've known me even longer. What is my one thing that, that my good friend Doug would always tell you. And you've always agreed with what is the one thing I always want. Every time I'm obsessed with something, what do I want my friends to do? 
Grimm's number one dream, and I can be more specific about the second part of the dream. Grimm's number one dream is for when he has something for all of his friends to also have something, but specifically, if possible, everyone in a variation of colors. Yes. So, so when, when, when the DS yes. light came out, when the DS light came out, um, our our friend Doug got one in a, a different color and we all had like the new ds light and grim's like it's happening it's happening we all have different color <laughs> DS lights, and like that so like you know if if grim like gets like a, a sweet car one day and wins the lottery like i just know that like doug and i are probably getting a sweet car in a different color <laughs> yeah yeah exactly we'll we'll all be rocking we'll all be rocking some some fancy ass car just different colors so you're but that's exactly it like you nailed it is that Part of it is like if I if I know that I can influence and help help somebody be able to game or or enjoy whatever entertainment in a way where that I can enjoy it too, then we can enjoy it together. And in today's world, that's more important than ever because I don't get to go hang out with my friends. I don't get to go to the bon bonfires and things that would be going on right now, um, you know, because of the wet you know the weather here in Michigan. Uh, so my hangout is on Xbox, on PlayStation, on PC. And, you know, if, if, if some of my close friends don't have options, then w there's limitations in place. So if I can eliminate those limitations, then, you know, then the only thing I have to get rid of is the wife and, 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 and the job and find that way they have more time to spend with me. <laughs> That's I mean, next though. That's after we get Butterboy all figured out. We gotta get that taken care of first. You really want to get rid of my job. I'm sure you could sabotage me. You have the means. I mean, we. I got you the job. I can definitely get you get rid of that job. <clears throat> but anyways, um, we have a gaming podcast to do. Yeah, everybody that has already that has already reached out to me or contributed to the cause, I really appreciate it. I'm sure when it's all said and done, that I will will send you a very nice message as well because this is it, even though it's a joke, this is something that we have done for numerous people time and time again within our community, either be it Gamezilla, be it be it whatever community you want you're a part of. Um we have found ways to make sure that people can enjoy gaming in different forms. And it's every time that we're able to do it, it's super cool. You know, like I think you guys by now know me that like I don't ask for a lot from people you know as far as like oh i need a new green screen or whatever like i usually just get it right and um where i do like to ask for people's help is when we're trying to help other pe other people not not necessarily me so and that's um that's important to me so it's cool when we get to do it for children's hospital it's cool when i get to do it for a friend like it doesn't it doesn't matter i, I enjoy it so much and you guys know that great, great times and great memories and great clips and, and funny shit's going to happen because of it. So it's a win-win. Very true. Starting <clears throat> out for the buttergram. Well, right. speaking of our supporters, before we get into talking about uh, this week in gaming news, we have to thank all of our supporters, patreon.com slash media. And uh, <clears throat> I prepared a little something here. Oh, boy. Today, the most important vote that you can cast is a vote with your dollar for the support of GameZilla Media. <laughs> Without a doubt, bar none, the most influence you can have in this world is by becoming a patron and engaging in your right to spend that American currency how you so choose on GameZilla Media. So head over to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Start your patronage today at just $1 per month. Get some, some cool perks at the $1 level, but the real sweet spot is at that $5 per month exclusive content level. That's where you get the GameZilla podcast exclusive show, Monster Bust. We break down November's new releases for you that's dropping this week for you to enjoy uh, as well as every other show on the gamezilla media network giving you a bonus show right there you can't get on any of the other podcasting streaming platforms so i don't care if you have to stand in line mail it in or show up at your your clerk and ask them to use their computer to log on to patreon.com slash gamezilla media but cast your financial vote for gamezilla wow wow <clears throat> Those are some strong, here. Those are some strong words there. Strong words. I couldn't nope. uh, couldn't agree more. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, good job. I, I, I'm proud of you. That was a good pitch. That was, that was one Thank of the you. best pitches you've had in quite a while. Yep. 
All right. Um, but we do have an we do have a show here. <laughs> also, make sure you go out and vote. But anyways, um, we do have a show here. Episode uh, three hundred and thirty-four of the Games Little Podcast, your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And we do want to thank all of our patrons, all of our supporters that help us put this show on every week. Um, but if you can't, if you're not watching us live on twitch.tv slash gamesillamedia, then you can be watching the VOD here on Twitch. You can be watching videos on YouTube. You can listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, wherever you like to listen to podcasts, we're there. But uh, we do appreciate all the support and just word of mouth and everything that you guys have uh, shown us week in and week out. So thank you so much. But for uh, episode 334, we do have a pretty good list of news. We're obviously trying to save a lot of next-gen talk for our next show, which will be one day before the first, before Xbox launches and only a couple days before PlayStation launches. So we'll be saving a lot of the next-gen talk uh, for that episode, as Deadeye has talked about previously. But today we'll be getting into it. And Miggy, I know you were just as prepared as Deadite. So take it away. Here's the news. Someone's telling me we've got the news. (laughs) Topic number one. He's so good. Topic number one. I never thought I'd find a replacement for Deadite. And here we are. What an amazing, what an amazing individual player one, Mickey. That's topic number one. Uh, no, Cyberpunk 2077 is delayed again. Oh. This game that what, that, you know, game is, uh, it's gold, baby. We're ready to rock and roll. Delayed until December 10th. Uh, but it's still gone gold. So don't worry. It's still gone gold. Uh, Cyberpunk <laughs> has been delayed again since, until December 10th. Um, developer CD Projekt Red says it is still working on a launch day patch for the game, which was previously slated for November 19th, and it attributes the delay part, uh, partially to its multi-platform release, which, of course, um, releases across two generations of systems, uh, PC and Stadia. So... The biggest, uh, the quote that we got from this was the biggest challenge for us right now is shipping the game on current gen, next gen, and PC all at the same time, which requires us to prepare and test nine versions of it. The company said in a tweet, "We need to make sure everything works well and every version runs smoothly. We're we're aware it might seem unrealistic when someone says 21 days can make any difference in such a massive and complex game, but it really does." Well, I don't care. <laughs> like, like literally, this is my mindset to this game now. I don't care. I really don't care. Delay it as many times as you want at this point. I'll play it whenever it comes out. Like, I already own the damn game. It's just sitting there on, on my Xbox just, say, just laughing at me every time it gets delayed. I just, like, I really, at this point, I'm not surprised. Um... Seeing a game go go gold and then a, a month delay is is kind of a punch in the face, but at the same time, I just don't care. And and the the things that we've talked about in the Discord about this, because this this happened last week, this information, but it happened after the previous show, so I still think it's it's worth talking about on this episode. Um, is that I don't want a crappy game, but just because you delay it eight times doesn't mean you're going to be a good game. Right, that that's the whole point. That because people are like, well, just keep delaying as long as you can deliver a good game. It's like, right, but that doesn't guarantee that it's gonna be a good game. And so for me, the the interesting conversation that I've seen in our Discord and online everywhere is people are like, just release the version, release the versions at different times. Like we're, they're tired. Like I, people are tired of sitting there being like, well, it's the PS4's fault, it's the original Xbox's fault, it's Stadia's fault. It's like. I don't, I don't care. Like just whatever, if the PC version is ready, November 19th, give it, put it out on PC. Like, I'm just like, the only thing that like putting it out on PC, the 19th and putting it out on, on Xbox or console the week after or two weeks after or, or whatever, like I can't imagine that it does a whole, that, that causes a whole lot of problem when it comes to sales volume. 
other than the fact that you're worried about something. Like, to me, all that screams is, our game sucks, and if we release it on PC first, and people start reporting that it sucks, then the other people won't buy it. Like, that's lit- that's really what flows through my head when I think about this. But here's my thought. <clears throat> you think, like, yeah, dropping it two weeks prior on PC wouldn't be a big deal. This is still the, like, subhuman... N- Oh, uber sensitive fan base that was giving death threats to these devs over it being delayed by three weeks or whatever. So like if it comes out two weeks early on a PC and there's some PlayStation fan that doesn't have a PC, he's going to mail anthrax to CD project red and go, why did you do this to me? Why can't I play it now? Like you, it's better to just <laughs> You're not wait wrong. Have everyone get it on the same day. <laughs> Man, People, would somebody send me music. Yeah, but it's the still going to happen that when the PS4 player uses their original the original system at launch to play the game and it and it doesn't run well, but over here the guy on PC it's running beautifully, that same person's still going to go and, and burn down the the, the developers. Well, uh, no, studio. it's going to downgrade from anthrax in the mail to like a bag of dog poop. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe a lot of your own hair and some blood. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the difference here is that they they spent they spent money on the game where they weren't they're not able to spend money on the game. So I mean, the fact that they actually had to spend money to get the game and then it didn't play well that might actually be worse. Yeah, because now yeah, they're out the, money and they still can't play the game because it doesn't work right. Yeah, and that's the scary thing about this too. The more and more they delay it, puts more and more pressure on them. So yeah. like, hopefully this is a great game. Hopefully it lives up to the expectation or surpasses the hype that was Witcher 3. Um, because if this comes out and there's bugs, there's issues, the story is bad, the gameplay is not what we thought it was be. They're gonna they're, they're gonna burn that they're, they're gonna burn um burn uh was it a, a cyber cyber connect C I can't see I can't even uh CD Project Red they're gonna burn them down to the ground. I, I mean, mean that's that's the if the story's part. bad I mean, you're you're in deep shit, okay? Yeah. But if the game doesn't play well or whatever, like at least that can be addressed. If it's buggy or glitchy, at least that can be addressed. If the game is just bad, um, as far as not like the story's not enjoyable or intriguing or whatever, I really don't believe that's the case. I believe that the world they've built and the characters that they've shown us has created enough excitement for me that I want, that I'm interested in the game, even though this isn't necessarily the, this t- the type of game that I want to go, that I, that I usually go sink that much time into unless it's Spider-Man or got, you know, like it gotta be a specific thing to get me to invest a ton of time into it. But the, the thing about this game though, that starts to, starts to worry you is like, they need an additional month now because of the day one patch. Well, what the heck? Like, the game went gold. What did they find in the day one patch? Or they go, oh, God, turns out we forgot to check. It doesn't run on PS4. Like, like I don't know. Like, what happened, you know, that, that all of a sudden it was that big of an issue? And, and again, we've seen rumors that, that I've seen rumors from Stadia being an issue to OG PS4 to OG Xbox being an issue. And it's like, you know what? At that point... I'm sorry, but you just need to slap a little sticker on the front of this thing that says, does it work on OG last-gen systems? Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you can't look at an OG Xbox and an Xbox One X and say, yeah, you know what, you're going to get the same experience. You just can't. You can't yeah. do it. Yeah, I get it, but they're... I I guess they're the kind of company that wants to... um. Make sure that everybody that jumps into this game is going to have a fun experience. I mean, yeah, you're not going to get the same visual experience on the PS4 or the Stadia, definitely Stadia, that you're going to get on next-gen consoles. It's not going to happen, but at least if I drop the money and buy it and play it on the PS4 or the Xbox One, I can have fun with it. And I think that's, and I'm thinking and hoping that's what they, um, you know, that's what they're really focusing on is optimizing for people left in the, in the past. I just want like, when it's all said and done, the amount of time that was invested in development to make sure this thing was playable across, what was it? Nine, they say nine versions of this game. Mm -hmm. Is that what they said? Yep. I hope that like, like the amount of investment just to make that work is the point where you have to look at companies and say, it's just not worth it. Like, like I get it. You want your game to be accessible to the hundred, 120 plus million PS4 owners. 
Like, that's why you want to do it, right? That's like, that is the reason you don't want to lose out on that, on that market. But at the same time, what is it like? What does it cost you? And like for the people that are going to play on PS5 and Xbox Series X and PC, I don't think, I don't think anybody has anything to worry about other than the fact that they're just getting annoyed that they have to wait and wait and wait. And now they're being told I have to wait because of the people that aren't going to be getting a new system or that don't have a system that's up to par for this you know and in the pc world it's pretty simple the pc world looks at you and says tough shit if you don't have the minimum requirements to play a game you're not going to play the game like you know and and yet cd project red we've praised in the past for trying to create like you said create an experience that everybody can enjoy and we've seen witcher over years get pushed to everything okay like you can play witcher 3 on the switch now that didn't happen at launch. Now, given there's a reason, but still, like, I I don't think we well we don't see Cyberpunk on Switch right now, right? So there's your example. But like, I don't think you have to do this. I also would. I also am curious to see what is the percentage of market share market ownership of OG Xbox, OG PS4 compared to say a PS4 Pro and even Xbox One S or an Xbox One X? Like, what is the market saturation for those OG systems? I don't... It's got to be a lot for the PlayStation. For the Xbox? Mm. No. I bet there's a lot of those OG PlayStation. Well, you're one of them. Yeah, you're one of them. It's hard for me to think about my Xbox family and think about someone that's still using the brick. it's, It's not hard for me to go... It's surprising to me when I think about the fact that you're still running on an OG PS4 because there's just been so many like people that have upgraded to the pro. Mm-hmm. So, so the, the PS4, my, my point I want to hit on for this one, the PS4 over the last few months, again, I have the stock edition is showing its age. I've mentioned in shows uh, over the summer that man eater, not a crazy graphical game <laughs> lagged. It didn't yeah. run well on my PlayStation at numerous times during the game, not enough to stop me from playing it, but enough for me to go woof like this. This is not running great. Yeah. I played split screen Tony Hawk's pro skater uh, remastered yesterday with my nephew. And like the frame rate was like low and a little tough to like watch. And I was like, why would it drop this much for just split screen Tony Hawk? And I was like, Ooh, that is uh Again, that's that's the original PlayStation 4 showing its age. So I, I there is a huge gap between the Series X and the One X and the PlayStation 4 Pro and that the the brick Xbox and the classic PS4. There's a there's a big difference, and I think devs are now struggling to achieve this cross platform. We're seeing that like didn't remember Xbox was like everything's gonna be cross-platform for the first two years and it seems like they've backed away from that a little bit there's definitely been some yeah there's definitely been some speed bumps for that that concept coming from microsoft and third parties i think are looking at it even more finding it more difficult than than even Mm -hmm. what microsoft plans on doing so yeah we're gonna see it where microsoft might stick to it for two years but third party doesn't have to so cd project red doesn't have to you know, they, they, they don't they don't have to make Cyberpunk available for anything but next gen. And and if they did, imagine the drive imagine this coming out in December, what the drive for the holidays would be for next gen. Yeah, if it was an exclusive. If they didn't already sell millions of copies. Right. I mean, yeah, I already have a version sitting on my Xbox One X. I mean that's yeah. not gonna happen. But imagine if Cyberpunk came out and wasn't all, it wasn't nine versions. It was just series X and S, um, not even X and S, yeah, X and S, and then PS5 and PC. It'd be huge. It'd be huge for moving. I mean, yeah. these the first shipment of next gen systems sold out. It's the it's the holiday. It's going to be like that. It's going to be the hot item. But I think for f- gamers, it would be a much hotter and much more highly contested thing um, to try and get your hands on one. Yeah, but apparently they, apparently they said they're going to be uh, some available uh, this. Uh, no, don't start any. Ru- oh, 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 okay. 
no, I, thought, like I thought you're bringing I up the like pre-order. I thought you're bringing that pre-order rumor up again that we were talking about <laughs> in the pre-show. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess my last thought about the cyberpunk delay is I'm I'm in the similar camp to everyone. Like I think I'm gonna play this whenever. I I haven't let the hype train really get out of control for this game because I never played Witcher. Um, but I've been looking into the game and wa- like finally watching like the gameplay footage and learning about the skill trees and that sort of stuff over the last couple weeks going, I really do think this is a game that I could really, really like. Um, so there is a little disappointment. It's not coming out this month, but also there's always plenty of video games to play. Like I've never been in a situation where I haven't had plenty of games to play. So I think everyone can be patient for a month or if it get delayed, gets delayed again, three months, like when it gets here, I do have faith that this is going to be a good video game. I I'm excited about it. I don't know if I necessarily have faith that it's going to be. I guess I guess you said a good video game, so yeah, I would a say good a good game. video game. I have a I have a concern that that this is not going to live up now to all the hype and now even negativity that's been that started to kind of swirl around this game. I I just do not think it's going to be that game. And it's like, I'm going into it expecting a fun sci-fi experience. I am not going into this thinking it's better than Witcher three. I just, I'm just not like, it's such a, it's such a high pedestal to reach for. And I, and I, I congratulate CD project red for attempting it and for, for putting all this effort into it. But in the end, I don't want to uh, look at this as another you know, um, just just disaster of a game where people just expected the absolute best of ever, Man. and then we just never hit it. Man, the last couple of sci-fi uh, epics you were very excited about, they turned out really well. Anthem and No Man's Sky. You were riding that hype train real hard. Both those games are stellar at launch. Don't worry, Bioware is still working on Anthem 2.0. They're going to fix You're it, right. man. They're going to fix it. By the time they fix it, no one will own the game anymore, but they'll fix it. But it will be on uh, EA Origin or Access or whatever, and you'll be able to play it as part of Game Pass, and you'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, they have three people working on it, so it should be ready by 2033. Anyways, um, Cy- Cyberpunk being delayed is, is uh, unfortunate. I, it doesn't, honestly, I, I just laughed. That was my reaction to it. I was like, my God, man, we just cannot get a victory here. You know, it is, it is still slated to come out in 2020 but man have we been just just drug along the way where this game if this game would have came out originally when it was supposed to come out like and and it was good it would have been so nice to have like that one thing to be like yes all right you know what 2020 has sucked so bad but at least we got cyberpunk 2077 now it's like yeah you get it 21 days before the end of the year like it's just been that type of like here's another sucker punch to my face, like just right into my face. Like here's another, another reason why I'm disappointed. You know, the only thing that could, could really just shit the bed here is that even though I have pre-orders, my pre-orders don't show up until 2021. And I'll be like, well, great. This is fantastic. Cause I checked my pre-orders today and uh, none of them have, have ship dates yet. None of them. You're going to hit with that cancel on Sunday. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I'm, I'm just like, here we mm. go. <clears throat> you you want to make me a PC gamer for life? You about to make it happen. But uh, anyways, Cyberpunk being delayed till December 10th. We'll uh, keep you updated on any additional news, but it seems like this is the real date that we're going to get this game unless something else happens. But we'll see. Topic number two, Twitch has uh, announced a virtual TwitchCon, and it's happening next week. So November 14th is going to be what they are calling GlitchCon, not TwitchCon, they're calling it GlitchCon. Uh, It'll be happening November 14th, and it'll be open to everyone, as far as what I've been being able to see. Um, GlitchCon is anything, uh, will be, will be, Similar to the analog version of TwitchCon, it'll show off sites, artists, cosplayers, and communities. Uh, TwitchCon is the streaming platform signature event, and its main function is to bring its numerous communities of streamers and fans together. That's uh, where online friends become real-life co- uh, 
real life friends. Here's hoping the online version can achieve something similar. Twitch hasn't said anything about what we can expect yet, but it is happening next week. So that's concerning, but at the same time, this is cool because uh, we're you know we've talked a lot about it. I I love PAX, uh, you know E three, all these things that have just been a disaster um, during during the well not a disaster been canceled completely during this COVID pandemic. TwitchCon is going to try something new, and hopefully it's um, enjoyable. Hopefully it's beneficial for streamers and just enjoyable to uh, anybody that partakes in it. Uh, but more details we'll have to find out. I just think it's cool that um, TwitchCon is right around the corner. They're calling it GlitchCon. They had fun with it on on Twitter. Um, they literally, their, their tweet was, because no fun was ever had by not going to an interdimensional portal, step inside with us, GlitchCon 11-14-2020. So, I would imagine because it's next week, we should have some details here in the next couple days, hopefully. And, uh, you know, you can keep an eye on our Discord channel to as we continue to uh, post more information about this event. I will definitely be partaking in GlitchCon. I want to see what it's all about and see... Um, you know, what can, what can I get out of GlitchCon streamer? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously 2020, everything fun has been canceled. So the fact that Twitch is putting on a digital convention, that's as good as you can ask for, right? It's something to bring a community together. It's something to bring some excitement around a platform. It's not what anyone wants. Everyone would rather go and enjoy a convention in person, right? But right. not a possibility. So, so kudos to, to Twitch and to Amazon for putting something together that's anything, you know, like anything to entertain and get us excited and give us something to look forward to and do. It's good. Yep. I can spend a whole lot of time on it because we don't have details, but once we do, we'll share them more either in the discord or, uh, you know, on a next sh uh, future show here, once we know what the hell's going on. Uh, next topic, topic number three, League of Legends spinoff titled The Ruined King will launch on console early 2021. So the upcoming single-player League of Legends spinoff that will see the franchise debut on console for the first time has released the first bits of information. It'll launch sometime early 2021 on Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Steam, and the Epic Game Store at launch. Uh, with PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X slash S versions set to follow shortly after. Anybody that plays on PS4 and Xbox One will be able to upgrade for free. Uh, along with the news of the new release window, Riot Forge also announced some additional details on what Ruin King will actually be. A single-player turn-based RPG set in uh, is it, it's Bilgewater um, and Shadow Isles, which, which are the regions of Runeterra, planet that league of legends is set in uh, the company also revealed that the roster of league of legends champions who will appear in this game and are playable characters will be misfortune aloi brahm yasso ari and pike we did not get any actual gameplay yet for this but we did get a new cgi you know hype reel that was really cool and um but riot forge is already promising more information on ruin king in december so this is this is very interesting. We saw Riot kind of take last year. They took the they took the uh, stage at a lot of their events, and they started to push the concept that Riot Games is not just League of Legends, it's not just the MOBA. We're going to be doing a card game. We're doing a fighting game. We're doing we're going to do first person or single single player style games, and we're even working on an MMO. Um, and on top of it, outside of the League of Legends world, we have Valorant and we have some other projects we're working on. So we, we knew that they were doing a lot of this stuff. This is, the, this is really where we finally kind of got that additional information that it is a turn-based RPG. It is going to take place in these locations. Early 2021, so we can expect this you know first quarter maybe uh, that we're looking at here. And this is exciting for anybody that's uh, enjoyed the lore of League that maybe isn't a MOBA fan. Obviously, the MOBA people that do enjoy the MOBA game may, may still very much enjoy this game. But I think people like my wife, who love the characters and, and loves the stories, but just hate, but just is not interested in a MOBA style video game, this game is something that she could really get into. And the the 
the amount of story and world building and everything that Riot has done for a game that accesses it so little is really amazing. To see what they have now to so that they can build things like this single-player turn-based RPG or like their MMO just gives them so much, so much ability to tell stories and so, and so many worlds to pull from that it really is just genius what they've done here be it accidentally or, or not it's just when you have a game that's lasted so many years and you've built little stories here and there and started tying them together it becomes pretty easy to put rpg together in my opinion when when as far as a cool story that follows some of these characters that you really really enjoy do you do you think it's interesting or it's a big get that this is coming to the epic game store because i understand that this is a this is a turn-based rpg they're not gonna release its own launcher just for this game um you know so you wouldn't you wouldn't operate the same way you would valorant or league of legends um but do you think do you think that it's interesting that it's going to epic and not twitch i mean not not uh steam yeah i think it's still interesting considering when you think of uh Legends of Runeterra, which is their card game, um, you know, Team Fight Tactics, which is like their what, what is that called? Auto Chess. Um, mm-hmm. When you, and then you know, obviously League of Legends and Valorant, they're all kind of self-contained within Riot's own infrastructure. So this is the first time we've seen them obviously come to console, but it's also the first time we're seeing them use uh, a different PC deployment system, which would be Epic Games this time around. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know the relationships when it comes to with Riot versus Valve, uh, Riot with uh, Epic versus Valve, but, um, oh, wait, Valve, a little bit of a competitor to Riot. It it, it is. Yeah. I didn't think about that until just now. Yeah. Dota. Dota. So yeah, Yeah. it kind of makes sense that uh, Epic doesn't have a MOBA, right? So actually, actually now that that's probably the missing piece right there. There you go. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. So, um, and obviously I think the other advantages right now is that they, they do know that, uh, the, the profit cuts and everything like that are, are been more yeah. beneficial in the, that realm with less competition. So, yep. yeah, I think this is, this will be the release of the, the first game from Riot Games new indie publishing label, which is Riot Forge, uh, which was announced, like I said, last year, and they're going to be building, they've shown off a couple projects, but Ruin King was, was slated to be the first one. We know we're getting it early early in 2021 that means the the follow-up which i forgot the name of what the game is going to be called i think convergence i think is what it's called um which is the echo the time traveling character uh that's going to be their next their next game uh which is being developed by airship syndicate uh team behind dark siders genesis Um, i want the fighter when are we getting this yeah. fighter? Oh, sorry. Ruin King is done by Airship Syndicate, which is Darksider Genesis developer, which makes sense why it's a turn-based RPG. Um, Convergence is developed by Double Stallion Games, um, which I don't know anything that they've produced, so who knows? I'm not sure. But this is all in addition to other League of Legends titles that Riot is working on itself, like the collectible card game, which we talked about, which is Legends of Runeterra, League of Legends Wild Rift, which is a mobile game that ports to popular pop, yeah, ports the popular mobile gameplay to uh, of the original PC to Android, um, iOS, and even consoles. So, and then an animated series is being made, and as you said, the fighting game, which we we. We saw a little bit of the game, and that's all we've heard so far. Don't know when we're getting I want to see these characters in a game I would actually like to play. Yeah, because you think about Dead-Eyed someone, again, that has had zero interest in playing League of Legends, but every time he sees a character that's, like, you know, wearing a bear suit or is a giant catfish or all these things, you always go, man, what's that guy all about, right? Like, because that's the thing. They make interesting characters, and they put them in really cool worlds. Now give us now give other people gameplay games that they can get into to enjoy these characters. It's not a MOBA. Cause you give me an MMO when that day comes where we have the Riot, you know, League of Legends MMO, like that's the day where I probably just stop playing the MOBA and I just put all my time into the MMO because that's what I want. I mean that's really what I want. But uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I think I think that that project is like their furthest out there they they literally showed us a, they like gave us like a 
snippet of like, yeah, there might be something out there. We'll tell you more later. So, but um, anyways, Ruin King early 2021 looks really cool. You guys can catch the the CGI video uh, right on our website as all these stories are linked uh, in in our description right on gameslowmedia.com. Topic number four, the new PlayStation app. That's right. We have a brand new Sony PlayStation app coming to iOS and Android um, with the PS5 launch roughly two weeks away. Is that even accurate anymore? It's not even two weeks away. Right around the corner, Sony has unveiled a redesign. Yeah, Sony has unveiled a redesign for its PlayStation app. Um, and it's basically... They're they're adding they add a lot of functionality, but they also clean up a ton because let's be honest, the old PlayStation app was pretty clunky. So early you mean borderline non functional? <laughs> you mean totally ran like butthole? Kind of. You mean almost delete off my phone because it's a waste of having a little bit clunky. Um, early adopters. You mean you think <sighs> you need a separate app for chat, which is ridiculous? Kind of clunky. PlayStation app currently blows. This new one better not. A little, little clunky. Early adopters of the console will have the ability to remotely launch games, sign into their PS5 directly from the app, and the app will even allow you to remotely manage storage on your console in case you need to make room for a new game to install. Previously, the PlayStation app would let you download games on the PS4, but the app now allows, allows people to download and launch games, plus manage their storage on the PS5. Uh, based on the Sony's blog post, it looks like the PS5 owners will have a lot more freedom to manage their console without directly interacting with it. It was such a pain having to shuffle around between multiple PlayStation apps uh, when you were trying to make adjustments to your PS4 just, just to take advantage of all those features. Theoretically, the new PlayStation app could allow to buy a game digitally, free up some storage space, download it, launch it and check to check to make sure there's no software updates all before you actually grab your DualSense controller and start playing. Nice. Even better, the new update allows the um, message friends and voice chat and create party groups directly from the app. So if you're preparing to play Call of Duty or Dead by Daylight with friends, you could set everything up through your phone before you even turn your system on. The app also allows also adds a new UI that completely overhauls the home screen. And as you can tell from these images, which again, you can see right on gameslowmedia.com, it looks a lot cleaner. Um, the update makes the app look a lot more organized than before. Since This is the best part in my opinion. Since Sony is integrating its messaging system, you no longer need the separate PlayStation messaging app. In fact, PS messages will no longer be available uh, but any existing messages and threads from the discontinued app will be carried over into the new PS app update. The update will start rolling out for iOS and Android now. So there you go. It, so it. it sounds really cool. I mean, if you want my honest opinion, it, it's basically what I could do with the Xbox app. So good, because I liked the Xbox app. So it really gives me the sa a lot of the same controls that I could I could do with my Xbox, and that's um, that's good. That's 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 what we need. I think we've talked time and time again how PlayStation's systems and services have felt very aged, and and they've just they've kind of drug along, and it's why we've seen such. They've admitted to having so many compatibility issues. It's why it took so long for us to be able to change our names. You know, all this type of stuff that was just, it was running on the back end of things. It was running on archaic code and, and, and just archaic equipment. And we're seeing what looks like their collaboration with Microsoft when they bought into the, the cloud and they bought into Azure. We're, I think we're starting to see some of this new improvements that are being made to their services this being one of them now with the PlayStation app. I'm just, I'm just saying you sell 120 million systems or whatever. You think you could afford to make some updates to the platform. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah absolutely. Shouldn't have taken an entire generation to make minor improvements. I know, but I think, I think again, by them rebuilding their whole back, back end with, with their, with the uh, Azure cloud system, they've they're now setting themselves up to be able to evolve quicker 
uh, mm-hmm. than than the past. That's true. Anyways, the app looks cool. Like I said, it's already it's already rolling out. If you haven't got it yet, I keep an eye out in the next couple of days uh, that your iOS or Android device uh, doesn't receive it. But yeah, it does look clean, and they've now taken multiple applications and merged them into one. So that's a bonus too. I'm my last. I, uh, I have oh. the old app, so I'm never gonna. I'm just gonna throw my phone in the toilet. <laughs> You're gonna make me look now to see if mine actually have changed yet or not, because um, I have auto updates on. So I go here. Do, 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 yeah, and I'm do, looking right now too. Mine's definitely Check old. Mine. Wait, wait, wait. No, yeah, mine's definitely the old one still. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, you, they actually don't push. Uh, they don't push the uh, new update to you if you haven't turned your PlayStation on in the oh. year 2020. Listen, and, uh, listen. That's a requirement that they said. Listen, <laughs> you need to calm down there, buddy. Yeah, I've got the, accurate. Uh, am I? <laughs> I've got the new update. It's uh, it's having me set it up and everything and pair it to my console and stuff, which kind of like Xboxes as you just link did, it to. Yeah, uh, just did. Yep. It's pretty cool. Maybe I have the new one. Maybe I have the new one because it's asking me to sign in too. But at the same time, um, who knows? Because I I haven't signed in in a long time. Oh, <laughs> yep. It's showing what everybody's playing right now, and it's showing the last game I played. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, mine's not new. Mine's definitely not new. Okay. Anyways. Uh, I do have one more topic we need to talk about, and that is the announcement that uh, a game that uh, that I was has brought up here, No Man's Sky, will launch alongside the PS5 and the Xbox Series X with a big next-gen update. That's right, oh folks. Boy. You don't have to worry about 17 delays or you know them promising something. No, they're literally on November 10th and November 12th, No Man's Sky will be coming out with their next-gen update for their game. If you haven't been following No Man's Sky and you're looking at us right now like, why are you talking about this dumpster fire of a game that was a huge failure at launch? You haven't realized all the effort that Hello Games has been putting into this game year, year for years now to to basically fix what what wasn't delivered at launch. And there's some cool stuff here that, that when I read this article that I was like, wow, I've already wanted to revisit No Man's Sky, but this is definitely going to make me start playing No Man's Sky again. So, the same days as both consoles will launch that will receive this update, players who own a current-gen version of the game will be eligible to receive next-gen version at no additional cost. The game is also available on Xbox Game Pass for early Series X and S adopters who have uh, active subscriptions to the game service. Next-gen version of No Man's Sky will take advantage of the new hardware. The game will run at 4K resolution at 60 frames per second, faster loading times, and cross-play support. The PS5 version of the game will take advantage of the DualSense haptic feedback and the Pulse 3D wireless headset technologies to provide a more immersive experience. The game will also receive graphical enhancements, which will be available to the PC players as well. Hello Games confirmed that the PS5 and Xbox Series X slash S versions of No Man's Sky will add support for 32-player multiplayer, making it the first time console players will have access to this feature. This was a PC-only feature before. Uh, As someone who played No Man's Sky back in 2016, guys, I can tell you that I had a lot of hype about this game, and it was... Probably the biggest disappointment in uh, for a video game that I ever had, as far as like what I like we talked about with Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. What I expected versus what I got was it was a disaster. Hello Games has continued to support the game with new updates over the years, and it's literally it's a complete it's a different game. It is not the same game uh, whatsoever. So. Um, the next gen trailer and all the new content, like the ability to build off world colonies has definitely sparked my interest to uh, to give this game another chance. So, I don't... I mean, beyond that, there's not a whole lot more to be said. I think it's cool that they, they've come out and announced it. Like, they're, here's another game... Here's yet another game that we can be excited for that's been out for years that's going to have some form of cool upgrade or whoever buys a new system. You know, this is such a different this is such a different launch than any video game system we've seen because we honestly are more excited about how our old games are going to play better than we are about the new games here at launch, which is probably an okay thing when you think about launch titles usually just not being that great except for your like 
you know, your obvious Breath of the Wilds, the original Halo. And when you think about like the big games that were either lucky or, you know, expected to be fantastic, everything, everything else just usually is forgotten after the first quarter of a launch. Like you think about second, third quarter of a brand new system, you don't think about launch titles anymore. You just don't. They're just not, they're not anything special. So the fact that we can go in and say, Gears of War is going to look better. Spider-Man is going to run better. You know, every, everything we, that we have on our shelves uh, or that we get, you know, digitally is, is going to be a, I don't want to call it a new experience, but an enhanced experience. That's, that's, that's the excitement around this, around this generation for now. And then I think moving I think, forward, we get excited for the new builds. I think one difference with this generation compared to any generation prior and I know it's true for myself, and I think I can make the safe assumption for both of you, regardless of how you got the games, Game Pass, PlayStation Now, PlayStation Plus games, games with gold, games you've bought, gamers' backlogs are bigger than ever because we have access to so many games. So there are more opportunities to stretch out that gaming library and enjoy it a little bit longer before those, those new, those new like blockbusters come out showing off next gen. Again, it'd still be nice to be razzle dazzled by some like sweet next gen. This is what the new gen's all about games that we're not really getting, but at, le at least we have a ton of really good games that we all never played that finally we can put a fresh coat of paint on them and enjoy them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well before uh before Grim speaks about his shame. Um <laughs> uh yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. And I think and I think, you know, that's why I'm not disappointed going back to our first story about, you know, that delay. Um, you know, of of delay of game well, delay of games period. Um, because yeah, the backlog. Um, and then there's like things on Game Pass that I wanna, you know, dive into and free games that are on the PS4 that indulgence. So yeah, yeah. Bring it on. Let's have them looking look better and run better. Butter smooth. Yeah, I think the only thing with delays what? is that you try <laughs> butter. I think the only thing with delays that you that you can't overlook is the fact that for people with giant with backlogs or or with limited time gaming or whatever, you do build you do build a plan out. Yeah. You know like like the plan was to play Cyberpunk middle of this year and be done with it by now so that I could go into next gen and just, and maybe, yeah, maybe I do pick it back up and play it a little bit more, but, but like the, the pure, just like investment of straight time into it would probably be lessened. And then I'd be able to go and explore. I mean, when you, when next gen hits, what I like to do is all these games I just told you about that you forget after the first quarter, I like to play them all because I like to sit there and talk about what does the system have to bring? Like what, what what is the best game for for th for uh 3D pulse audio? What is the best game that that utilizes haptic feedback right now in the dual sense? What's the best game that's using smart deploy or or um oh my god, why did my mind just go blank? Buffering basically, being able to like uh put a game on hold on the Xbox. I forget they have a technical quick name. Resume. Smart quick quick yeah, resume, smart quick resume. resume. Yeah. yeah, whatever. So, you know, trying all these things out and that's what I'm used to. Like when I thought about the PS4 at launch, it was like playing um, Killzone, playing Rayman Legends, playing, you know, all these all these weird games that like I probably normally would never give a chance. But because that was my launch window, I was like, well, screw it. I remember the Xbox 360. I came home with like a stack of 10 video games because I was like, well, this is my launch window. Just give them all to me. And I remember playing like Condemned the game condemned which i would have never oh, bought yeah. before that game was amazing and i would have never gave it a shot you know so like it's the idea that when you start to kind of have a window of like i'm gonna play this game now and then it gets delayed and then it gets delayed and then it gets delayed it starts to push the rest of your schedule around and sure you can make time but when it gets delayed and it's like all right there's assassin's creed valhalla that comes out at launch and then i have less than a month or let's just say a month exactly before Cyberpunk comes out. I look at those two games and I go, well, I care more about Cyberpunk and I'm definitely not going to be done with Valhalla in a month. I'm not going to play Valhalla. That's done. That's, that's a done deal for me. I, will, I just won't waste my money on Valhalla because I won't be done with it in one month. 
So it's the reason I never played Horizon Zero Dawn. Because yeah. Breath of the Wild was coming out like a, a week later, two weeks yep. later. Yep. And I was like, I'm not going to spend $60 on a game that I'm going to start and literally never finish. So I just never played it. Yep. And that actually, as much as I loved Horizon Zero Dawn, that's what happened to me. I literally stopped at the 90% completion of that game because of Breath of the Wild coming out and, and the Switch just consuming my time. I am so glad I didn't have a Switch that time because I, I, I was completely consumed by that game. Oh, I love the and, game. I oh, love it. man. And one day maybe I'll finish it so that I can be ready for the second one. But <laughs> that time's not right now. Is it is it part of your PlayStation Essentials collection or whatever you're going to be able to play in your PlayStation Five? I think so. It, it is. Yeah, yeah. Now that that whole that's a, that's a whole nother mess because now people are companies are coming out and it was like only five to ten games that weren't playable. And now, and now all of a sudden, Ubisoft's coming out like, well, yeah, but uh, these games aren't going to be playable either. So we're not Aww. exactly sure 100% uh, what's going on there. But a little bit of confusion. But either way, it's exciting time. We're, we're excited. No Man's Sky announcement's really cool. If you, haven't, if you haven't visited this game in years, I highly recommend you check it out because... This it is an entirely different game, and it's a lot of fun. You can play multiplayer now. You can build worlds. You can build ships. You can build. I mean, there's so much stuff that you can do, um, that just wasn't there at launch. So, all right, that's our topic on the or that's our tack on the news for these topics and much more. Please visit gameslowmedia.com where you can read the blogs, you can watch the videos, you can listen to all the podcasts, and can enjoy everything that Gamezilla Media has to offer at gamezillamedia.com. With that being said, I think it's time to get into the gaming moment of the week. We'll keep it nice and short. Uh, Deadite gaming moment of the week for you. Go ahead. I have continued to prepare for the butter apocalypse knowing that possibly in one week's time I'll be saying goodbye to being a PlayStation guy and moving on into the green light. That is the Xbox world. So I've been continuing to close out the games that I need to finish on PlayStation. Three weeks ago, I finished last of us two last week. I was telling you how I finished Spider-Man this week. I finished Borderlands 3. All great games, all games that I've loved and things that I would I would not be a, I, I would not be able to move on from. I'd feel like I I had unfinished business. So, I finished the main campaign of Borderlands 3. My opinion, um I think it was the most ambitious in a lot of ways, probably the best story of a Borderlands game. Borderlands 2, like just dealing with Handsome Jack and all that, like still my favorite, but I just think this was a really well done story. Uh, and all the way through to the end, I had fun with it. And, you know, maybe I'll get, maybe I'll get into the DLC at a point. I didn't buy it. So I'll be keeping an eye out on a deal for it. But man, Borderlands 3, super, super fun. Glad I closed that out. Now you'll be ready to play Rise 4K 60 frames a second. Dude, man, Rise just getting that Roman life going like that. Like that's that. Like that's the thing to do. Launch day, Series X. Play launch title. Revisit strong. the launch. Yeah, yeah. yeah launch title is a launch title. It doesn't yeah. matter when it launched. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> when there's backwards compatibility all the way back to Xbox One, you, you then they all, it all counts. Playing the original. <laughs> we are getting Halo at launch. The original Halo. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing about it. I've only owned that hand-me-down original Xbox. I didn't play 360. I never had an Xbox One. So in a lot of ways, the launch opens up the entire Xbox world to me. All all of it's <laughs> That's true. You're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, good stuff, Deadite. Good stuff. Miggy, what do you got for us? My game moment of the week had been, been an unexpected moment. Uh, Saturday. Uh, decide I was supposed to stream. I, I've been uh been streaming um 
The Last of Us uh, that I'm, I'm almost halfway through it. Almost halfway through it. Nice. I got to the, I got to the sad the sad moment. Uh, you know when you meet up with the uh, with with the, with the brothers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yep. so, mm, so I sad. just yeah I just finished that cutscene and then ended it. But I was gonna pick back up Saturday. But then my dad you know hits me up and he's got some things he need to um you know some achievements he needs to knock out in Fortnite before the Halloween event's over with. So I'm like. Okay, you know, I'll play with you. And I was like, figure since you know I was playing everything, I just get on the stream. And um my dad and I were we're 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 going through, going through. We got we didn't get any dubs. I think we made like top, I think we made second place was up close as we came. But um it was a lot of fun. And then to have actually have people come through, um, couldn't figure out how to get the chat. We were in game chat, couldn't figure out how to get the chat to go through so everybody could hear them. But um, yeah, just to see the people come through, uh, get that raid from from the Dinobots was awesome, and and the people actually actually like hung out. Um, they were talking about how cool, uh, you know, my dad was sixty years old playing Fortnite. So um, yeah, yeah, definitely appreciated uh, appreciated that the support, the love, and uh, it's always you know it's always always a good time you know especially when you have somebody else to play with. So yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I, I um I hung out for like. Just a just a little bit. Obviously, I had some stuff going on, so. Um, but it was it was fun to see, you and your pops uh, playing some Fortnite because you talk about it a lot, and then the fact that it was on stream was super cool. Yeah, he's like a, he out leveled me. He's like a one thirty, and I'm sitting at like ninety. I hit one hundred during stream. So, is that a plate of French toast you got there, Grim? Ooh, oh, that's pizza. pizza. <laughs> Man, I just saw ooh. a glimpse of it. I was like, ooh, a hot 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 breakfast. Ooh. Good yeah, morning, yeah. Grim. Definitely, definitely some pizza. <laughs> but now I want French toast. So thanks a lot. Um, what what decade is your pizza from? What what decade? Then never mind. <laughs> I was wondering if you got slice of the eighties. Oh no, 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 no! This is not as oh, not I as you did. not as exciting yeah. there. But um, my gaming moment of the week though would have to be the the same Halloween stream that um, you know Saturday. I um. I had been wearing outfits or masks or different hats every stream through October, building up to to the the big stream on Halloween, which was I am a T-Rex. And I took one of those inflatable T-Rex outfits and wore it on stream. Oh. Um, it only lasted for about 54 minutes before I couldn't breathe anymore and realized that I was going to get halfway get out of the suit put on a safari hat and then every time someone asked about the t-rex i would just pick up the head and be like i killed the t-rex and then i would just drop it and i go back to playing but for the first hour of the stream it was a lot of fun um trying to play rocket league with about 30 percent of your vision <laughs> i was like i was like good god i can't see what i'm doing um but yeah it was it was a lot of fun uh you can catch the vod for sure it it um People had fun with the sound, the soundboard with the T Rex roars and everything. Um, yeah, it was it was good, but the that was my first that was that had been my first stream for several days. I had missed streams. Um, we had we've lost a family member, uh, and and things have been a little upside down here with COVID and trying to figure out how we were going to you know say goodbye and 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 do all the important things that you know we need to do as a family um so i you know my real gaming moment is just a big thank you to the community here that has continued to reach out to me and continue to reinforce the fact that taking time off is okay and and that they're there for you know there for me and you know obviously this extends to my friends the, the people right here that are on the show with me and and anybody that's part of gamezilla you've all been uh super helpful through a challenging time that I didn't realize would be as difficult as it is because of COVID and because of um, restrictions. So I, um, I'm super, super grateful for all of you and just wanted to kind of give you a nice, you know, I've given you some thank yous in discord and stuff, but I wanted to spend a minute here on the show and just show you my gratitude and, and understand that like Jade, you guys have brought smiles to Jade and, uh, you know, and, and happy tears to her, to her, uh, in a time where, you know, we've been fighting a lot of negative feelings. So thank you so much. Love y'all. And, um, you know, we'll, 
as this week progresses, we will try to attempt to get to a more normal schedule as soon as we can. Um, but I appreciate all the understanding, support, and love. All right. So with that being said, that wraps up episode 334 of the Gamezilla podcast. And I think that I wants to thank our patrons one more time. Yeah, thank you so much to all of our patrons who chose today to exercise their ability to utilize the American currency in the way that it was designed to, spending it on your favorite podcast, which is us. So uh, please go to patreon.com slash Media. Start your patronage today. And to all of our patrons who support us month in and month out, it means the world to us. Thank you so much. And that uh, that not only goes to support everyone here on the GameZilla podcast and our ability to have a website, produce a show, get it out for you for free on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts. You know, we're everywhere and your your patronage goes to that. But it also goes to support the other awesome shows on the Gamezilla Media Network, including the Noiseland Arcade, our Simpsons show, Legend of Retro, our retro gaming show, uh, an absolute can't miss in your weekly podcast downloads, Noobs and Dragons, our tabletop uh, storytelling Dungeons and Dragons show, and have to give a special shout out to the Last Action Podcast for letting me ruin their shows consistently through the month of October. Uh, Sphinx and I uh, did some Friday horror movie podcasts, uh, including this past Friday's episode, we reviewed Thanksgiving. Um, I strongly recommend you uh, round oh, out your Halloween season by giving that a listen. Just search Last Action Podcast wherever you listen to the GameZilla podcast. That that was reviewed as one of the greatest films of all time, right? Man, it was really fun. It was one of the most <laughs> fun B-movies I've ever seen. Like we had a really good time laughing and watching it. Like if you want like bad B movie, like, you know what you're getting. I really do recommend things killing. Cool. Good. All right. And, well, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, it's a, and uh, once again, don't forget about the uh, legend of retro community play on our Ooh, discord yeah. server. Yeah. Yeah. Still going through uh earthbound. So uh, I don't, I, I me personally, I've got some catching up to do, but it's cool. October is over with. So I have been, I spent Sunday grinding out and trying to catch up with the community, but yeah, jump on in our discord server. And uh, there is a community play uh, tab in there and feel free to join in and join the conversation, the fun shenanigans. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Have fun. Awesome. All right. Well, again, thanks everybody for tuning in to episode 334 of the GameZilla podcast. Remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game on. Game on. Game on.